This is Old School on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back. Old School on a Monday, Super Bowl Monday. Days after, lots to talk about. Of course, uh, <laughs> Huskers had an interesting weekend in, ba- in, in, in basketball. Uh, we have been joined. I'm, pull that mic down there, KP. Yeah, man, pull that down. Pull that down. Let's go ahead and bring you in the game, man. Ain't a point of having a southpaw that we don't use, man. You get a left-hander, get him in. <laughs> get him in. KP from the baseball team. What's happening, Kyle Perry? We're good, brother. Let's get him in. Uh, is that strict? Rico's got to turn on his mic. There oh, we go. There we go. He's on now. There we go. Good deal. We're going to bring in another another baseball player. Absolutely. He's known as a basketball player and a football <laughs> player, Omaha's finest. Let's bring in E. Strick. Strick, what's happening, baby? What's good? What's good with it? Uh, I, I can't believe it. I'm, I'm blessed to be on the show. I, I, I'm just so glad to be here today. I got so two stupid. fine gentlemen here, here and Jay Foreman, superstar, linebacker extraordinaire, and, you know, freaking TED Talk team, book writing, all that. CP, <laughs> I'm shoot, man. What, what can I say? Well, well, we we've been we just we just added to the rotation. Kyle Perry from the baseball team, South Paul Slinger. Oh. Yeah, I know you man, two, you two left handed baseball players I'm get the, to talk to me of, of, of what y'all got going on. I'm just, just grateful to be with y'all present. <laughs> <laughs> Strick, we got to ask since we got two Southpaws here. I've always been I'm, I'm a righty, so I always been to, to or always was told if you're a lefty, you know you're unique. Is that is that the truth or or is that just fiction? Well. I'm, I'm 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 uniquely different in that I'm I'm ambidextrous. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm I'm a wild one. Like I literally I, I could switch hit when I played baseball. Um, obviously, I didn't play long enough that they wanted me to focus on the left side because you know coming for a short season, you don't really get the reps you need to be able to switch. So they wanted me to focus on the left side. Um, I can shoot both hands. I can actually write both hands. Um, I throw right-handed. I golf right-handed. Uh, I kick right-footed. Um, I mean, my strength. So it's kind of weird. I'm one of the yeah. So you, if you say it like that, I am kind of a unique, uniquely what, different dude. What about you, Kyle? Well, I'm not yeah. ambidextrous. Yeah, yeah. That's freaking. That uh, that kind of that's next that level. That, that's old school, shame. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I couldn't. I couldn't switch it if. My life depended on it. Yeah. Hell, I can't even really hit. But you my could hoop, though. But I you could hoop, though. I could hoop. I didn't have much of a right hand, but I could hoop. Yeah. yeah. Maybe a little bit washed <laughs> up at this point, but. I always wondered, I know lefties, um, just from, I, I, I don't I don't coach youth baseball, and, you know, no defense, I don't really, I played baseball, I didn't like it because I liked action. I need physical contact. Right. But I know a lefty pitcher and a lefty hitter are kind of like unicorns. What makes it such a big deal for a lefty pitcher versus right? Is it just because of the the angle, or is it just because it's not that many of them? Yeah, it, it, you know what I'm saying. What what is it that separate? You know what is is you know because like yeah. uh, Kershaw and everybody, right. you know, he's a big lefty, and then you know if you throw 90 as a lefty versus 90 as a righty, that yeah. lefty is 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 a unicorn. Well, I think it's I, I'm not honestly I'm not really sure. I think more of it's. Uh, there's more righties, You're right? So then, if you throw a guy that's a lefty, that's you know, it throws you off a little build. bit. Yeah, yeah. It'll, it'll throw you off. So 
because you see so many yeah. as a hitter, you see so many right right handed pitchers. So hey. Strick, is that why you jump? Why you became a switcher? That's why I became a switch hitter. Was was uh, yeah right for Strick? I mean, was that why you made the decision? I would have to agree uh, with with Kyle's assessment. I, I think um, for for me too. Like, just think about it, right? If you remember Randy Johnson at six eight coming from the left side at an angle with a crazy slider, the way that he threw it, just imagine being a hitter that has to see that coming from that angle, and then he's reaching halfway down the plate at you, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. And then, and then the other part of it is like when I was a rookie, you have guys, as you stated, that can throw it. You know, there were guys that can, you know, they just couldn't paint it but they can throw it. And so you've got guys that don't know where the heck the ball is going for 96, going 95, and you, they don't know yet, like, where it's going. So that makes it even more more scary. But, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's, that's it's just looking at it from a different, different angle. You're so used to seeing it from one way, from one angle, that it changes that angle, and it just makes it a little bit more difficult, uh, difficult to pick up if you're not used to it. Hey, Strick, and then just to double down on that, as far as basketball goes, you you know, you're a lefty. You know, did that throw people off a little bit? You know, I mean, obviously they knew in the scout report you're a lefty, but when you get out there, there's not too many left-handed players, um, you know, in, in, to shoot. So, you know, a lot of guys are right-handed. You got the, you know, left hand up on the shot versus now you got to do something totally different. Did, did it work to your advantage being a lefty? Yeah, it, it worked in two ways. One, that what you just said, they're used to challenging uh, at a certain way, right. uh, which they have to change their mindset to do. But the crazy thing, me being ambidextrous, I was a strong right-hand drive. Right. So they, they, you would hear them out there saying, oh, he's, he's left, he's left, you know, guard. And then I'd be like, cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> strong right-hand drive, strong right-hand finish. That was, that was one of my, my things. So. Yeah, if you're not used to it, but but having just that weirdness, that ambidextrous, it, it really helped my game because even though a lot of people know I was left-handed and I shoot shoot with the left hand, they they didn't understand that the ambidextrous part of me. I was a strong right-hand drive. Like I would finish more with a right hand dunk than I would with a left, which was you know unusual because you had guys like Anthony Peeler and guys right. like that that were strong left. You know what I mean? So that that did make a difference. Here's one thing I want to ask you and Kyle because Strick, you, you you know we're really good at baseball. Kyle, as you play it, um, and and Strick, you could talk about maybe it helped you in other sports. But Kyle, how do how do you? I'm always I like to understand other athletes in other sports how you get focused in because you know when you pitch, you know you out there on an island. It's kind of like playing defensive back, you know. Yeah. And Strick knows, yeah. and you know I guess equivalent Strick maybe correct me if I'm wrong if you're on the line. And you got a front end of one on one, and you got to make two to go to overtime or win the NBA championship. Just talk about the mindset it takes, and when do you start to get focused? So, say like if you know you're pitching on Friday, right, or right. and you're playing. I don't know who's a big rival. Just say Iowa, just because we right. always hate Iowa. Right. You know you playing Iowa Friday night. You know it's you know May going to be eighty. Yeah. When do you start to focus in to get ready for Friday? Shoot, man. Both physically and mentally. Yeah. Well, physically, it's like a week-long process, yeah. you know. I mean, it's yeah, just sure. like keeping in the routine. Right. Um, but when it comes to the mental side of things, it's like, you know, it's, it's like you said, it's on an island. Right. You know, so it's uh, – uh, you try to get dialed in early in the week. Right. So say, yeah, pitch on Friday or Saturday, whatever it right. might be. But um, <clears throat> so early in the week, I mean, I'm already thinking of, 
you know things because this is our opening week so mm-hmm. so right. i'm kind of so on that yeah i'm on that train right now right. so and we're leaving wednesday so uh like there's there's preparation leading sure. up to the weekend but then uh yeah like you said island and uh you you really have no place to escape when you're out there so i mean it's just kind of like doing what i've been doing for the last however many years but right. still I mean, you gotta no, go do no, it right? yeah no yeah. outing's the same so it's just like you know you just kind of got to dial it in and get in compete mode and stay in there and if you and grind get, it out yeah right. i mean if you tap out of that mindset you're you know you're putting yourself in a dangerous position so now what about you strict as far yeah. as when you were in the nba and say that uh you know you had to you know every night i know you didn't have a night off but just say you know we won't even say jordan just say you had uh who who, who was filling it up back then just say you had just say you could say kobe you yeah. know, you, okay well i mean jordan kobe that was the same but since you you know that's tomato tomato one eighty one one b I guess you would. But when did you start to focus in for that one on one challenge, uh, both offensively, defensively, and physically? Because people don't understand how physical both of those guys played, and the things that you got to get ready to do, especially if it's a prime time game, and you know you obviously want to go out and show out. So for for me, it it, it was one understanding the assignment. No one knowing I was going to have probably the toughest assignment of whoever it was. So uh, looking at the schedule, I would look at who it was, and then I would begin to break down the scouting report and then the film work on and get tape on what it is. And obviously it was tape. It wasn't CD like it is now. It was, it was, it was a film um, that I had to actually assess. So when I break that down, I looked into that information, looked at who I was going to be guarding, and then realized, that uh, what their tendencies were, what were the things they liked to do, how then, okay, am I going to be chasing off screens if it was Reggie Miller or if I'm, oh, if it's Gary Payton, okay, boom, I got to be not only on point offensively as far as running the team, and then in most instances, we knew Gary, what he wanted to do, so we were running off the ball. We let Michael Finley bring the ball up at those days, and we just took away their advantage. And then, you know, I knew I had to work on my post, you know, not letting him get position and get to where he wanted to get to. So those are the things that kind of I, I, I prefaced in my mind and getting ready. You can never prepare for, like, shooting two free throws at the, at the top of the game. Only preparation is preparation and practice, right, where you set your mind and you, you, you picture those situations in which you know you're going to be walking into, and then you go in there, sit down, and then, you know, get the job done. Just do what you've normally been doing. Also, memory. Hey, uh, Kyle, I wanted to ask you, um, as far as how much tape do you watch of, mm-hmm. you know, the team that you're playing? And then, obviously, you, do you keep the notes from, say, you faced a guy for two seasons right. or, you know, or, you know, yeah. in the earlier in the season, say he's on a hot streak and maybe he's hitting, you know, He's hitting, doing really well on inside pitches. Does that right. change your game plan as well, you as you approach the you know the hitters? You know, yeah. say the second time around, or maybe in the new year. Yeah. You know what worked against them last year, so forth and so on. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't. I'm so that's become a big thing in baseball is you know watching video, right. you know, and finding tendencies and hitters and even pitchers too. Sure. So I mean, it's like with that, I'm I'm very minimalist yeah. when it comes to like the scouting and thinking into an outing before it even happens you know sort of thing sure oh so like like scouting is huge like i said and so when you break down hitters you know in a good sample sample size and you get the scout and you start finding these tendencies in the hitters 
um, a lot of guys will like think so into that. And I've done it before where, right. I, where you know, cause I've had to, you know, trial and error throughout the years. So, um, so I've had to, you know, look at a scouting report and then a few times I've looked too deep into it, right. you know, and next thing you know, I'm trying to be too fine. Yep. So I've kind of found a, a healthy medium between scouting them hard and thinking into it and just kind of pitching and trusting myself and right. getting the guy out and just competing against the guy. So, I try to, you know, I don't yeah. look too deep. Whatever into it works for you, right? Right. Yeah. It's like the ACT. I yeah. thought way too, way too much, <laughs> way, way too much yeah. into like the strategies and stuff. Next thing you know, I'm walking out of there with an 18. You know, right. so it's yeah. so it's kind of like that. So you kind of you got to put thought into it, but, but at the same time, you got to yeah. trust what you've been doing this whole time. All three of you, Jay, well, Rico, I could add you to this, <laughs> but yeah, all of you have all, all of you have been through that that injury phase. That makes yeah. you reassess, uh, redirect, question. right? You question, question yourself well, whether right. I'm going to be able to do this again. Let's go through. I'll start with you, Jay. When an injury happens, what's the process for you? Is it more mental or physical for you? What's oh, the more it's, difficult? It's, it's more mental than anything. I mean, um, when I got – I've been hurt, and I could always will myself to play with pain, you know, um, but when I got injured and I couldn't play anymore, um, it was definitely 99.9% uh, mental um, for a long time uh, because, you know, as football player, you always kind of build your body up to be steel and unbreakable and then your body's broken and then, you you know, you, I mean, I think I had, a, I had a cast from all the way, like up my whole leg. And so you're different. You you know your body changes. You know you get atrophy. Your rest of your body. I mean you just you just go into a to you look totally different. You know, mm -hmm. um, and so you got to get over that. And then once you start the rehab process, then you got to take slow steps. Slow, and you're always kind of waiting for the next checkup. Is it going to be good? It did the, you know, the bone graft take. Did the ligament, you know, heal up? And then it's like, oh, we need to wait a couple more weeks. Then you're like, well, I don't got a couple more weeks because I want to be ahead of schedule. And then when you first try to start to do the basic functions, it ain't the same. And then you go through like a month period of when you made a lot of progress. And then there's a month period. Of, it's like dead period where <laughs> nothing. It's like just running in quicksand and you get no improvement. And then somehow, some way, it's like from that Friday, like rehab session to Monday, then in the body's like, okay, let's, let's go. And so. That for me it was a hundred percent mental. But then I tried to find a way to win the day, have some sort of goal or whatever, and that was kind of like kind of brought me out of it. But it took a while to kind of find a reason to do it because then a lot of times like man, my body's broke down. I'd be like, "Eff it, man, this is I ain't never too gonna hard. be saying." Yeah, it's too hard. Strict. Yeah, those injuries when they happen, how do you deal? How do you cope? Well, for me, um, I was I was pretty blessed, man. I'm 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 gonna be honest. For the career that I had uh, in all sports, both football, I mean three sports: football, baseball, and basketball. I didn't have any major injuries. I uh, part of I don't think I've ever shared this yet. I, I made some decisions about which which direction I wanted to go, and a lot of it had to do with my shoulder. I had like a uh, like a, 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 a kind of a small AC uh, joint separation in my left shoulder, which caused me to get regular stingers. Mm -hmm. So part of that, and it was in my left shoulder. So part of that, and that was my shooting arm. So it didn't affect baseball because I threw right-handed. So uh, part of that was like 
just making that decision because of the shoulder problem. I realized that this probably wasn't going to go away. It was going to be pretty regular. So I, I, I looked at other options and also the time frame on what it, you know, a, a football player would play. So I didn't have many injuries. I had, you know, a high ankle sprain, a, 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 a slight tear in my meniscus. My injury came with a torn Achilles playing basketball after mm. I was retired. Mm. So I didn't really have, you know, just a thumb separation that took me out a few games. There was really nothing that really held me out to where I, I was affected by way of injury throughout my whole career, which is amazing when you just look at it. That's all impressive. You're an alien. Let's just admit <laughs> that you're an alien. And uh, <laughs> Kyle, Kyle, you've been through it. Yeah. No, well, that's awfully impressive. I wish I was in that same boat. All right. Um, but, yeah, uh, injury, I, I was never played with them. I mean, it was ankle sprains in basketball right. going all the way up through high school. And then, I mean, nothing, you know, major. And then uh, in the summer of 2020, that's when I tore my, my elbow up. And so it was, like you said, it's it's like 100% mental. You know, and you got to find other reasons to help you, right. you know, more external factors to help you motive, you know, get motivated to do rehab, get up every day and, you know, let your feet hit the floor, that sort of thing, you know? So it's like, yeah. cause you, everything that you've been doing, right? Like I'm throwing, that's my job in college, you know, it's not to swing the bat. It's literally my left arm. So when that get, when that got brought down with the biggest surgery you could get as a pitcher, pretty much, it's like, well, what, what am I going to do it for now? So, you know, yeah. it's there's no light at the end of the tunnel at that point. And so you just got to, like, for me, I looked at my teammates and saw them as my, you know, as my motivation and, and my why for, you know, getting up every day and doing my rehab and that sort of stuff. It sucked, though. Did, did doubt creep in? Absolutely. Absolutely. I was thinking of uh, what the hell I'm going to do, you know, yeah. if, if I can't throw a baseball. Yeah. Am I going to be working a 9-to-5 next year? Yeah. You know, I didn't know. You know, 365 days away was, you know, right, yeah. what seemed it's like an eternity. Time, yeah. yeah, so it was like, you know, I didn't know if I was going to be pitching in a postseason or, you know, working out the 7-Eleven. I don't know. So it's like, that's real. A lot, yeah, <laughs> and, a lot of, and a lot of things. And, I mean, I, I'm, I, I trust myself that I don't ever have to work at a 7-Eleven. But, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that doubt crept in plenty of times where it was like, you know, what if this doesn't work out? And it was – battling that thought right there in itself that 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 would probably be another motivator because it was like there was so much doubt that would creep in just naturally right. of of the unknown and especially in a pandemic so everyone knows about you know the unknown so it was right. like it, 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 it was it, like yeah. that double yeah. down so man. very tough man we'll, we'll do this strict if stay tuned stay with us brother we're gonna go to break we'll come back i do want to talk about current athletic the current state of husker athletics because I know that as you head into your new season with, as a Big Ten champion, the, the expectations have changed. The exposure has, has, has changed. Mm -hmm. I want to talk about that with these guys because I want to hear this conversation happen. We'll do that on Old School when we come back. Watch Old School live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Old School with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Whether you seek adventure, search for answers, break down barriers, or see the world for what it can be, you're just what we're looking for. CIA is searching for women of all skill sets to join the Directorate of Operations and help protect our nation. 
Visit cia.gov careers.